the Brave Church podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope that you're encouraged by today's message. You need ships, plural, in your life to help you become who God wants you to be and for God to show you the destiny he has for your life. You see, but here's the tricky part because I, I just told you, you need ships in your life. But here's the tricky thing is that some ships are good for you and some ships are bad for you. Now, here's what this message series is not about. I am not going to tell you in this series that you shouldn't hang out with these people and you shouldn't do life with these people and you shouldn't do this because here's the thing. None of us in this room like anybody up here telling you that. We don't like people telling us who we should hang out and who we shouldn't. So here's what I'm going to do today. I I believe my objective is clear from God today is I'm not going to tell you who to eliminate, who to add. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay it out for you and let you choose. I'm going to lay it out for you because the reality is I can't change you from up here. All I can do is show you what God's word says, give you some advice with 15 years of ministerial experience to show you what God has shown me. And then you are going to have to choose which ships in your life you need and which ones you don't need. All I know is that Genesis says that we need people in our lives to help us to get to the destination of where we're going. It is true that the ships in your life are taking you to a direction. So let me say it like this. Your cousin is helping to take you in a direction in your life. Your family has an influence on you. Your parents have an influence on you. Can I tell you that your family is taking you somewhere? Your coworkers after work, when you hang out with them, how many of you know they are taking you somewhere? The relationships in your life are taking you somewhere. Your friends are taking you somewhere. Your boyfriend is taking you somewhere. Your girlfriend is taking you somewhere. The relationships in our life are taking us to a destination. My question is this. Are they taking you to the destination that you belong to? Because many of us, what we do is we don't take time to evaluate this. And then we end up somewhere in life and we wonder, how in the world did I get where I am today? And the answer is the ships that you were in. The relationships that you were in took you to where you are. So if you don't like where you are heading, I can tell you today, it is because of the relationships in your life. So several things I want to give you today, um, because some some ships are good and some ships are toxic. If you have your notes, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is this. Some of your problems are caused by people that are in your ship. Some of your problems are caused by who's in your ship. Some of the negative things in your life are caused because of who's in your ship. Turn to somebody and say, who's in your ship? Come on. Are you with me today? Um, um, In other words, some of you have insecurities and it's because of a relationship that caused those insecurities in your life. Come on. Am I preaching? Some of us have crazy mad debt in our life because of relationships. Pastor, can you explain that? Here's the thing. Nobody can force you to spend money. But when you hang around those people and they eat out all the time, every meal, every single day of every day of their life, and you feel the pressure because your friends are eating out all the time, you feel pressure to eat out all the time. And so you spend money that you don't have to try to impress people who you really don't like. 
And now you find yourself in debt and you're broken. You don't know why. It's because of the ships that you're in. I've even seen people that they buy expensive cars because their friend bought an expensive car. And so now you have the expensive car, but you can't afford the premium gas. Can I talk to you for a moment? And we are influenced by the ships. Some of the problems in your life are caused by who is in your ship. That alcohol problem that you had, if you trace it back, it it was traced back to a relationship that you had someone in your ship that influenced you in your life. And now you're dealing with some of the things that they're dealing with because that was the direction they were going. And because you let them on your ship, now that's the direction you're going. Some of us, it's an addiction. Some of us, it's friction in our marriage. Others of us, it's pain and despair and disappointment in our life. And it's all because of the person we allowed onto our ship. Now, I want to show you a scripture. It's about a guy named Jonah. Somebody say Jonah. Hey, Jonah, I've got a mission for your life. I've got a plan and a purpose for your life. And and, and I want to do something in your life. But Jonah was like, no, God, I really don't want to do you. I want to do me. So I'm not going to do what you want. I'm going to do what I want. And so the scripture says that Jonah ran from God. And where did he run? He gets onto a ship. Oh, come on. It's getting good now. And he gets on a ship and there's all these other men on the ship. And and these other men, they were just going out for, you know, an evening sail at sunset. And they're just going out to fish. They're just going out on this boat. They have no idea that someone just got onto their boat who was running from God. But God, in His goodness, when He has a calling and a purpose for your life, like He does every person in this room, He will not let you run from Him very long. So God says, I'm going to send a storm. So God sends a storm. So now these guys are on this boat. The men are just there to go do what they do. Uh, they're, they're fishermen. They're, I don't know what they do. They run a, a charter boat. I don't know what evening sunset cruise is. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what they do on their boat. But all they know is that we're on a boat. There was not a forecast for a storm. And now there is a violent storm that is coming against them. Can I tell you, some of you, the reason why you're walking through a storm in your life today is because you been running from God and God is saying I love you too much I'm not bringing a storm to hurt you but I'm actually bringing a storm to get you to listen to me and surrender to me and yield to me I've got a purpose for you so I will bring a storm into your life but here's the thing some of you you're going through a storm and you're obeying God and you don't know why the storm is and it's because a Jonah done crawled up on your boat I go to church every Sunday. Why am I dealing with this? I'm giving and I'm tithing. I'm being obedient. I went through brave life and I still have this storm. And what you don't realize is that someone is in your boat that is causing the storm that you are going through. Come on, y'all need to preach back better than that because I'm preaching a storm up here. Here's the reality. Look what it says in Jonah chapter 1 verse 11. It says this. Um, And since the storm was just getting worse all the time, they asked Jonah, what should we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea. Jonah's an idiot. (laughs) Throw me into the sea. 
How many of you know that would not be my first response? Throw me into the ocean, Jonah said, and it'll become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is my fault. Instead, watch this. Look what the sailors did. They rowed even harder to get the ship to land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they could not make it. Here's what I can tell you right now. There are people in your life right now that when you are around them, they bring out the worser version of you. And I know that worser is not a correct word. They don't bring out the best side of you. Uh, and even when I say that, some of you are like, oh yeah, I can think of that right now. Some of you right now, names and faces are popping in your head. When you're around that person, they don't bring out the best in you. They don't bring out the God in you. You think, man, I'm never negative until I'm around that person. I never want to go out and party until I'm around that person. I've been happy being single until I'm with that person. All of a sudden, I feel like, man, I'm not complete. I need, I need a companion. I need something. I need fulfillment in my life. And you know when that person is around you and they are on your ship, things begin to change. You're not the best person you're not the god person you're not the person with purpose you're not the person with destiny when they are around you you and when they're around you you begin to compromise when they're around you you begin to settle when they are around you you begin to settle back into who you used to be can i tell you it's interesting that they said this now now notice this scripture says jonah told them i'm the problem so instead of taking care of the problem they said let's try to beat the storm So they rode even harder. And they rode even harder. Now now watch this. They said, we're not going to get rid of Jonah. What we're going to do is we're going to try to ride this storm out and beat the storm. But it's interesting that scripture says this, that the storm was too violent. Instead of saying, hey, Jonah, you need to abandon ship. What they said is this. I want to try to navigate in this boat with you on the boat. I want to try to navigate this storm with the the reason for the storm stays with me. In in, in other words, here's what I'm trying to say. Many times you and I, when we have people that are problematic and toxic in our life, we keep trying to row when God's trying to tell you to throw. Like, like for example, there's this phrase called missionary dating. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all don't know what that is. (laughs) Let me explain it. Missionary dating is what, you know, men and women will do. And and, and uh, someone is like trying to go for God, but then they find someone introduced to someone that's not a Christ follower. And so you love Jesus, but they don't. And and then, or or maybe you love Jesus and you're in brave life and you're at church. And and they say, well, I believe in God, but I don't believe that you have to go to church. I don't believe that you have to do this. And I don't believe you have to do that. And all of a sudden you've got a storm in your life. You're trying to go after God. You're getting breakthrough. Your kids are getting breakthrough. You're getting breakthrough. And all of a sudden now what's happening is we think, you know what? I'm going to change this person. I'm going to change him. Women, you do this all the time. I know that he is not a person that I would want as a spouse, but I'm going to change him. All you're doing is rowing in the storm. Oh, I'm going to try to beat this thing. I'm going to beat this thing. We're going to beat this thing. And what you don't know is that the storm is too violent in that man. You don't know that the storm is too violent in that woman. You cannot get past the storm as long as that person is in your boat. Come on, are you with me today? 
Come on, I feel we need to shake something in this room today. There is a spirit of intimidation that I refuse to stay for the next 15, 20 minutes. I need somebody who loves Jesus in this room to stand to your feet and give God a shout of praise in this room. Come on, Jesus, we worship you. We thank you, God. Come on, God's trying to get somebody free in this room. God's trying to deliver somebody in this room. God's trying to get somebody to the next level in this room. Telling y'all, we ain't going back to the brave church we used to be. This is a house of expectation and breakthrough and authority. And I've come here to tell somebody. I'm here to speak with authority because your mama didn't tell you to not date that loser. So now your pastor has to make up for lost time and tell you that you're losing your purpose. You're in a cycle. Wake up. You got to wake up. Oh, you better. Amen. I'll preach back with that preaching. Right here, high five that. Come on. Come on. She just said, preach white boy, let's go. How many know it's on like Donkey Kong at Brave Church? Jaime, is this good preaching? Come on. My Lord. Here's all I'm trying to say. Verse number 14. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for Jonah's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death. In other words, Jonah, you about to go over. (laughs) Oh Lord, you have sent this storm upon us, upon him, for your own reason. We don't even want to know, God. Y'all keep it between you. Verse number 15, then the sailors picked up Jonah. They threw him to the sea and the storm stopped at once. The reason why some of you have a storm in your marriage is because of who's on your boat. The reason why there's a storm coming against the kids is because of who's in their boat. The reason why there's a storm against your business is because of who's in your business. The reason why there's a storm in your faith is because there's somebody that should not be talking about in into your faith life who is speaking into your faith life. You see, here's what I want you to know, is that some of the problems in your life are caused by who's in your boat. But, but write this down in your notes as well. Some of the problems in your life are being fixed by who's in your boat. Some of the problems are caused, but some of the problems in your life can be fixed by who's in your boat. I, I can tell you that there are some people in my life that I am better because they are in my life. There are some people that that I am a better man, I'm a better pastor, I'm a better leader, all because of somebody who is in my life, who is in my my ship. I I am better. And some of you, that your life is blessed. If you're not careful, you'll think that your life is blessed because of you, but it's not because of you. It's because you have linked up with somebody and there is such a blessing and anointing on them that there is an overflow on them. And because you're close to them, it's overflowing into you. Like there are some men in my life, Russell Evans, Neil Smith, Andres Corson, my dad, John McKenzie, that because I have some men in my life that I have invited onto my boat, I am blessed. Here's what I'm trying to say. When you have the right person on your boat, they make you better than you really are. 
So, so I, I got another story to show you because there's Paul in the Bible and Paul in the New Testament. He's about to get on a boat, but then he realizes that there's a storm that's about to come. Now, notice these two stories. They're almost completely opposite. There's a storm that's about to come, but the sailors on the boat are like, Paul, this is the last ship going out. If you don't get in the boat, you're not going to be able to make your trip. So Paul gets into the boat, and look what it says in Acts chapter 27, verse 21. Come on, are you with me? Say, yeah. yeah. Acts chapter 21, no one had eaten for a long time. Come on, how many of you know that's a cruise that is from Hades right there? <laughs> Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place. Don't you love it when you could say that? I told you so. Don't you love it when you tell someone and, hey, don't do that. It's going to cause problems and they don't listen. And you're like, told you so. Told you. Paul's like, I told you guys there was going to be a storm coming. Look what it goes. You would have avoided all of this damage and loss, but take courage. Watch this. None of your lives and not eat, none of your lives, even though the ship will go down, will be lost. For last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you surely will stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness, watch this, has granted safety to everyone who is sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as God said. Then he goes on to say, but... We will be shipwrecked on an island. Because y'all didn't listen to me. Here's what I've come to tell you. Every one of these men on this boat should have died. They didn't listen. They were in a storm. But because Paul was on the boat. Scripture says, yeah, your ship is going to be wrecked, but you're going to survive. And everyone else is going to survive. You're going to make it to the island. And Paul, you will make it to your destination. These men will make it to their destination. They shipwrecked close to their destination because Paul was on the boat. Can I tell you, some of you are still in church today because someone was in your boat and when you were struggling, they texted you and they called you, they loved on you and they said, man, I'm not going to let you quit. Some of you, you had an addiction and you got free of it because someone walked you through to freedom. Someone told you, you better sign up for brave life. Some of you are, 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 are loving God and your kids are loving God because whenever the church said, hey, this is what you need to do, you said, I'm going to do it because someone was pushing you and encouraging you. I'm just here to tell you, some of you, the blessing on your life, the goodness on your life it's not even because of you it's because of who you allowed on your ship so this is a good time to look at the people who are in your life the people who have loved you the people who have spoken into your life the people who have encouraged and invested in your kids the people who have counseled you and prayed for you and encouraged you i'm here to tell you that is the person you need to pray for you need to invest in you need to be generous with that's the person you better hold on to that person and say you're not leaving my ship i'm gonna hold you here because as long as you are here I'm blessed I'm favored I can't tell you how many people I have heard just over the last year who have said as long as we have been at Brave Church everything in our life has been blessed my family's been blessed my business has been blessed my kids have been blessed my marriage has been blessed my finances have been blessed I'm here to tell you you better hold on to this ship with everything you've got but the problem is 
The problem is, when things start going good, we think it's because of us. And the person who brought the blessing, we begin to think, well, I don't need them anymore. It's amazing how many Christians will toss out the good and invite the bad back onto their ship. That's why we need to make sure, church, that you take an inventory of who's on your ship today. You see, because 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33 says this, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I guess what I'm trying to say is the bad will always corrupt the good. What I'm not saying is that you shouldn't have unchristian friends. Yes, we should be light in the darkness. We should be at work and we should be at school and we should do life with people. But I'm saying the people that you link up with the most and the most frequently, those are the people that you need to evaluate. Should you be on my ship or should you not? Because you will not turn them for good. They will turn you for bad if you're not careful. So, Pastor, what do you mean? Let me say it like this. Um, I've been following Christ for just a little over 20 years now. Love Jesus with all of my heart. I pastor a church in Miami. I believe it's the greatest church in the world called Brave Church. And... um, but if this week, some of my old friends from college, some of my old friends from high school said, hey, David, man, we haven't seen you for a while. You need to come hang out. And I went to the places that I used to hang out with my friends with. And we went to the club. And they're playing that music. And we get our glow sticks out. Come on. I don't even know if they do that anymore. <laughs> Probably not. And, um, and they're like, hey, pass around the Coronas. And I'm like, I know, like, God, I, I know what I can handle. I'm not going to get drunk. I'm just going to drink. C- can I tell you, the bad will corrupt my life. Because here's what the devil does. He'll always move the line. You get close, okay, I can do this and I'm good. And then you wake up and then all of a sudden the line's a little bit further. You're like, who moved it? Oh, who cares? Okay. Oh, and then you wake up and the line keeps moving. And the reason why is because when you believe what the gospel says about you and you believe what Jesus is saying about you and what he is pulling you toward and what he's pulling you into, there will be influences. It's almost like there is a rope tied around you and there is a rope tied around your ships, the people that you're in ships with. And it's like you're trying to run after God. But as long as you are tied to certain influences, you, you, you are in a struggle and you're like man I just can't get there and let me tell you as long as you're attached to a rope you will never get to your destination so so Proverbs become wise by you want another scripture here's another good one Proverbs 13 20 says this become wise by walking with the wise hang with fools your life gonna fall apart I love scripture, how clear it is. If you hang out with wise people, you are going to prosper. Your family's going to be blessed. Your kids are going to be blessed. You will be favored. You are unstoppable. But hang out with fools. It's amazing to me, people who get counseling from people who their lives are falling apart. Or people who will get advice for something that the person they're getting advice from 
has no experience in that. So if I want marriage advice or dating advice, how many of you know I'm going to someone who is in a healthy marriage? Right? But if you hang out with fools, they're going to shipwreck you. So, so Pastor, what, what do I do? Write this down in your notes. If you want to be wise, here's what you need to do. I don't think it's in your notes, but I'm adding it right now. And I can do that because I'm the pastor. I supersede what I gave them. So here we go. You need to get involved. How, pastor? Brave life. Today. Get around some wise people. Dinner parties. Today. Sign up. How do I surround myself with wise people? Do life with people that are going in the same direction as you are. I love this because you may say, well, how do I know? How do I know who who needs to be on my ship and who doesn't? Very good question. I'm glad you asked. Let me give you some practical things. Number one, it's in your notes. Write this down. Are they running from God or are they running to God? Jonah ran from God and everyone in that boat and everyone in his life, they were in danger. Paul ran to God and everyone around him was saved. My my thought is this. If your friends are not running to God, they are running from God. There's no in between. The people in your life, if they are not running to God, if they're not passionate like you are, if they're not running after the things you are, then guess what? Then they're running from God. And today is a great day where you need to do inventory to say, maybe you can be on the shore, but you cannot be on my boat. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm not saying I can't ever talk to you. I'm not saying that you're evil. I'm not saying I'm better than you. But my ship is heading in a direction. I'm going toward destiny. I'm going toward purpose. Are you kidding me? I've wasted so many years with other people just like you. No way. And it is amazing. It's the same person with a different face and a different name. I love you you come to church but we ain't going to happy hour (laughs) pastor how how do I know how do I know are they they running from God write this down in your notes here's a good question about the ship are they leaking what does that mean pastor Is compromise a constant companion for that person? Come on, is this good? Is this helping somebody today? Do they keep justifying their actions? Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I'll never do it again, but then they do it again. Oh, man, I I just, and then they do it again. I mean, in other words, here's the thing. They say they want one thing, but everything in their life says something else. I'm sorry ma'am I'm sorry young lady I'm sorry grown woman I'm sorry sir but listen I don't care what that person is telling you I'll change I'll do this but if nothing else in their life looks like it how many of you know don't give me your words show me your actions 
Show me you believe what God is doing in my life. And sit your behind next to me in church and don't always fight me and tell me, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the park. Let's go to this birthday. No, 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 no. Why don't you be the one who drags me to church? Show me. Show me you've changed. Show me God's doing so. Don't tell me. Show me. Here's a good Here's a good question you need to ask yourself. Does the old you or the new you come alive when you're with them? <laughs> Which person keeps showing up when you're with them? The old you before you knew Jesus? Or the new you who's got a stamp on their heart that God loves you? That I've got something better for you. Oh, if you just knew the doors, I'm waiting to... Oh, which, which person shows up when you're around them? Is it the person? Man, you're like, man, I, I used to be angry. I feel like I'm getting angry again. I used to be gossipy. But now, now I'm getting gossipy. I used to be filled with insecurity. And now I'm starting to feel insecurity again. I used to be filled with fear from previous relationships. And when I'm with this person, I feel fear and insecurity and doubt again. I don't know if I can trust them again. Which person shows up? That person or the person who says, I know that if my God is for me, no one can be against me me i know that he has called me and chosen me god knows my name he knows my purpose and he is laying out a plan for me i know that i cannot be stopped i know that i cannot quit if god is in my favor who shows up Some of y'all keep trying to change and you wonder why you take to keep taking steps back, you take a step forward. It's because of who is in your ship. So do an inventory because 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. I love how God brings his word together. Oh man, this is so good. I told you this is going to be my favorite message to preach probably this year. So you need to text some friends right now and say, hey, you need to be here for the 12 o'clock service. I'm going to double dip. Some of you, this was like trying to drink water out of a fire hydrant. And you're like, I couldn't get it all. I need to come back again. Some of you need to, I'm serious. I, I, I very rarely say this. I think I've said this once. Some of you need to call someone, text someone that you know they need this and say, girl, you need to get yourself here. Some of you need to call your significant other and say, you need to come here because guess what? We need to hear this together because after today, we're making some changes. And I'm going to make it alone or I'm going to make it with you. Your choice. But 12 o'clock, we're here. Because 2 Corinthians says this. Do not become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partner? How can you make a partnership? out of right and wrong that's not partnership that's war is light best friends with dark here's the last blank for you here you go when it comes to relationships the choice is yours no one can force you some of you force you so you have to choose the direction you're heading today and some of you i just wish i could sit down over coffee with you and say run it's affecting you more than you know it's affecting your children listen some of you adults in this room you need to know your kids are watching you 
for the love of God, stop bringing those losers home. Make the decision. I'm on course. And I will not be swayed. Though the currents are strong. In my GPS, it says God. It says purpose. It says hope. It says joy. It says freedom. It says breakthrough. It says authority. It says I am a new creation. Somebody stand up to your feet and give God a shout of praise. Come on. Some are like, man, keep standing for a moment, if you would, please. Some are like, man, your pastor, man, he says it's strong. (laughs) Where else are you going to hear this? If you're in my office and you deal with counseling sessions that I am, I'm trying to alleviate a future storm for some of you. Some of y'all haven't listened before, and you're in a storm now. And if you think about it, somebody told you, you need to be careful. In a message somewhere, you, you heard this, that person was never meant to be on your boat. You thought you could change them, and you didn't even... So I'm just committed to God. So I'm just committed to God. God, I'm, I'm going to speak it how it is, because... I wish someone had spoken it like this to me. Yeah. And some of you that, man, you're like clear sailing. You're like, man, thank God I listened when Pastor David or Pastor Christine or Pastor Slate or Pastor somebody or when, man, I had a family member that told me, you know what, you don't need, man, get them out of your life. It could be friendships. Can I tell you, I even have a family member that I had to, and I, man, I tried to keep him on my boat as long as I could. I loved being around him. Man, we were very much alike, but there was a family member, Christina can tell you, that man, it was like three years ago that I was like, enough is enough. I love you, but you cannot be on my boat any longer. Because they were nice, and they would be my friend, they would, but, then, but then sooner or later, man, boom, the knife would come out. And I got tired of living with walls up because I was afraid he was going to hurt me or somebody else was going to hurt me. So I said, I'm going to eliminate the cause of the problem so that I can love with open arms. Would you bow your head? Close with me today. Some of you, Jesus is not in your ship and it's affecting your world and you know it is. And you don't, you don't have to do life alone. I want you to know something today. Jesus loves you. I feel like someone needs to hear this. You are good enough. And he wants to give you a hope and a future today. So I want to pray with you today. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, this was for me. Come on, I'm going to pray this prayer. I want you to let it sink in. God, there are people here today who don't know you. God, there are people here today. And you are not on their ship. And God, today I ask and I pray that that they would make the decision, the choice today to invite you into their ship, their life, even the difficult decisions that some of them are facing even now. 
something is coming alive come on I speak this over you today brave church some of you today something is coming alive inside of you there is fresh hope and fresh courage there is fresh vision for your life there are dreams that are coming to life again and today I'm going to invite Pastor Christina to come up and she's going to pray a prayer of salvation. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. As she prays this prayer right now, I'm going to invite you to pray this right where you are with everything you have. And today we're going to say, Jesus, you are invited onto my ship. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise. Thank you for tuning into today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, please visit BraveMiami.com.